Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier, and I want to thank you for joining me for yet again another episode. Uh, For you guys who have been here from the beginning, thank you from the depths of my heart. For those of you who joined a bit later, listen, don't be worried if there's any less love for you. There's lots to go around. Thank you guys. At the time of this recording, um, the country, the world even, is under um, lockdown, you know? Maybe not the world at this point, but a large majority of the U.S. is under either quarantine or some kind of shelter-in-place order. So before we get too deep in this episode, I just want to say to those of you who are listening that I hope... I pray that you are doing well, you and your family. Um, The fact is, some of you listening to this episode know someone who's being impacted or someone who was impacted by this current outbreak, this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic. And so if you're in that situation, um, I send you my deepest sympathies, my deepest regards, um, and for anyone who's lost someone due to this, listen, I, I, I sympathize with you. I'll be honest, it's a concern, it's a fear that we have here at the Mercier household um, because we have young children and we also have some elderly parents. Uh, we have parents who are out of the country, would like to come back, but are unable to because of this. So we're we're going through this together. And so I just want to let you all know um, you're not alone in that regard. You see it on you, you see it on the news. You know, we're all in this together, and that is very, very real. So so for those of you who are practicing, you know, the social distancing and staying home, we understand. And we thank you because we're in the same boat. Um, So the current situation in the U.S. is really what sparked um, this this episode. And it's been one that I've been um, thinking about for several weeks now. Um, But if you've known me for any length of time, I, I tend not to jump on bandwagons or try to steal um, headlines you know, but this is something that I don't know that I can ignore any longer. I think it's something that uh, we kind of need to talk about. Um, But in the context, again, of relationships, mental health, because the more I thought about it, the more I did some reading about it, um, some information was, you know, brought to the surface. And 
if you know this podcast, if you know me, we strive to bring value more than anything else. And so Corona Couples, this episode, um, originally, originally, right, was going to be about uh, Herdeen and myself and just kind of how we've been forced to uh, quarantine ourselves. Um, we've been in the house now, again, at the time of this recording, maybe maybe three weeks, give or take, maybe more. I can't even remember. Um, we're, we're still working from home. We're able to work from home. Um, so, you know, that isn't an issue, but we no longer separate from each other, okay? Um, so we're with each other 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you can imagine that will do something to a, a marriage, a relationship, no matter how much you love each other, okay? If you are with your significant other 24-7, you're going to um, have some feelings, okay? I remember the the first day that I was sent home to work, right? I, um, you know, I said, hey, guys, I got to work from home tomorrow. And Herdeen had been home for a few weeks. The kids are home, right? So we're a house of six and everyone's home. So I said, well, you know, we have this little space here in the garage that um, we've converted into a workspace. I said, babe, I'm going to work here, work out of this little space over the next day or two while I set up a, a workspace. She says, okay. I go to, you know, we go to bed. I get up that morning. Um, I decide to go for a run. I'm gone, you know, half hour, 40 minutes. And when I come back, you know, to log into work, um, the washer is running. There's a load of laundry running. Now, again, this is the space that, you know, we, we've got a little temporary makeshift space, but it, you know, it's the garage so laundry gets done there at least for us and there's a load running and I said I said babe we we just talked about this and she's like what are you talking about I said honey love I need to work I have calls I have conference calls I have things I have to do I can't have a load of laundry going on in the background um and that's when it dawned on her what happened because she didn't even realize that she had started a load. She totally forgot that I was working from home. And those kinds of stories happen all over the place. You know, the kids are running around and kids are going to be kids. I've seen I've seen some of y'all posts about how you wish you were nicer to your kids' teachers. When you're with your kid 24 hours a day. That is a lot. And you have to work. And you know, it's just a lot. So originally, we were going to have that conversation. Um, kind of poke fun about how we're forced to have to deal with each other. You know, poke fun at the fact that for many of us, work was a relief. You know, we love our wives, our husbands, our partners, whomever. But we are grateful for the drive to work. Kind of, 
you know, get your mind right because you can't do it at home. And we're grateful for the ride home. Sometimes we thank God for the traffic. Okay, my commute now home is roughly an hour, sometimes hour and a half. And, you know, not having that time to decompress, some of us are wishing we had that. We're not having to create that because, again, the country is essentially at a standstill and we're forced to shelter in place. Um, And so that's a real thing, right? That's happening, okay? Um, Like I said, we're a family of six um, and my mom and my sister are down the street and, and we have people outside the country. So we're dealing with some of these things. And so that was the plan. So... Over the last few weeks, though, there's a different conversation that began to emerge. And then it dawned on me that this story, this story of, you know, couples having to figure out, you know, who's going to work in the living room, who's going to take the office, or is someone going to take the bedroom, who's going to work outside, right? Having to navigate the space. And, you know, we don't exactly have a tiny house, you know, although that is one of my dreams. We have a decent sized house. We have space, but it seems every space is occupied. What about people who live in a condo, maybe? What about people who live perhaps in a studio apartment? They're having to figure the same thing out. Maybe we can go for walks, and, you know, we do that. But then the stories began to come out about this other side of, of, of Corona couples. You know, there are more and more reports about a much, um, much more darker trend, right? Stories that are vastly different from the one that I'm telling you now. There are reports coming out about increased calls to domestic hotlines. Yes. There are reports also coming out that there are also that there are less calls into child abuse hotlines. Yeah. Yeah, cuz mind you, and I mean we're not talking necessarily about children in this episode, but children are home now. And they're not in school where teachers and administrators and staff can keep an eye on them so no one's making those reports and to the couples the spouses the spike in calls to the domestic hotline is a direct result of things being shut down because what's happened as a result of this coronavirus outbreak there, there are increased stress. There is this elevated level of stress on and within families and relationships. Okay? It's very, very real. Some people, some individuals have lost their jobs. And we've talked about this on numerous episodes. 
when a household has experienced a loss of income, that creates major, major discord in a relationship. Some people, maybe they've not just lost a job, they've lost two jobs, right? Or even if it's just a reduction in income. If you are living tight, if things were check to check, this is increased pressure. And for some of the fortunate ones, now you're maybe you're forced to work at home, but you guys don't get along. So you need the break, you want the break, you can't have it. Now, let's be clear. These are not new phenomenons, okay? Um, people losing income, people losing jobs, things being tight. Though That's not new. That's been around as long as, you know, forever. What is new is that they've been made worse as a result of whether it's a quarantine or if you yourself have come down with it, the, the, the virus, or the simple fact that you fear coming down with it, the anxiety and the stress caused by COVID-19 and the coronavirus is very, very real. They create additional problems. They create new issues. Okay? We're looking at a lot of couples now who are in... Uh, pressure cooker situations. I think I saw that in an article over the weekend um, that I was that I was reading. Uh, and we know when pressure mounts, it's only a matter of time. Now, pressure can build for a while. Okay, some of you have been in pressure situations for years in your marriage and in your relationships. Okay, but this here is different. Um, and the thing about, you know, these Corona couples and, you know, I say it, it's as a term of endearment. We don't know when this is going to end. We hear lots of stories, lots of conflicting stories. So it's very hard to plan. It's very hard to look forward to a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, specifically as it relates to domestic violence, uh, domestic violence is rooted in power and control, all right? It's rooted in wanting power over another and control over another individual. Generally speaking, we're talking about man on woman, but it is often the case that it goes the other way. So I'm not highlighting one case or another. I'm merely telling you it's usually, or it is rooted in power and control. But what do you do when, as a result of circumstances beyond your control, everyone is experiencing a loss of power or control? You were in a good job. You were in a good situation. I mean, hell, raise your hand if you saw 2020 going differently. Okay, I saw a crazy meme the other day. Uh, it was a post on Instagram. And the post said, if uh, 2020 was a shirt, it would look like that shirt from the Cosby show 
that Theo had his sister make for him, okay, it would it's jacked up already. Now, granted, it's still early, but 2020 is not looking like many of us have planned. We have lost all power and all control. We're like in a car without brakes, without steering wheels, call it a ship out at sea, without a sail. It's hard to find uh, a solid footing. And when you can't find a solid footing, when you can't find any traction, we do some crazy stuff. We turn on each other. Now, in addition to spikes in calls to the domestic hotline, there's also another phenomenon happening at the same time that almost contradicts exactly what we just talked about. In many areas of the country, there are major drops in calls to domestic hotlines and to centers and shelters. And again, this is something that in times of crisis, these things happen, yes, but it wasn't until I started, you know, just kind of thinking about this particular show that I was like, oh my God, this is, this is heartbreaking. There are individuals who would like to call, but cannot call. Imagine if you are stuck in the house with your abuser. Imagine if you could not leave, not necessarily because your abuser has you tied down or, you know, restricting movement, but because your government is telling you you need to stay in your house. Your job is telling you, no, 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 don't come here. This is a situation where a reduction in calls to the crisis hotline is not necessarily a good thing. There are people at this very moment who find themselves in a situation where they have to choose between their abuser and the virus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in a situation where you have to choose between your abuser and exposing yourself, putting yourself at risk of contracting uh, COVID-19 and, and the coronavirus. That's, that's heartbreaking. So, you know, when you see people who, despite calls to stay indoors and shelter in place, they're out in the streets, they're shopping or they're driving, um, and I'm not talking about some of the, the people who are partying, hanging out at, like at, in the streets and the malls, congregating in large groups. I'm not talking about those people, although they may be some of the very same people that we're talking about. That could be their support system. And it's easy, it's easy to judge. It's easy to say, what the hell is wrong with these people? Don't they understand what's going on? Don't they understand what they're doing? And maybe they do. 
but you do not know what they're dealing with. So don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you that they should do one thing versus the other. And in this particular episode, all I'm doing is shining light on a conversation that not many people are aware of. Circumstances that a lot of people are fortunate to not be in. Right? I mean, in my case, we're doing we're doing well. My kids and I, we, you know, we put down the schedule. Herdina and I, we get along. Um, we work during the day. We play in the afternoons. Um, we're doing fine. But my story is not the entire story. It's not, my story is not where it ends. There are people in some very challenging and difficult um, circumstances. So then the question always is, so what do you do, Jameson? What, what now? What if I'm in one of these situations? What, what can I do about it? Well, I always start by saying you must ensure that you are safe. I don't care what your situation is. I, it doesn't really matter what your reasons for remaining in your situation is. You have to find a way to ensure your safety. Now, that may mean different things for different people. I recognize that. And I'm not in a situation to make any recommendations. It is simply my place to remind you and to tell you that nothing else matters if your safety is not guaranteed. Now, for some people, it's merely a matter of a conversation with their spouse or with this person who's controlling them. For others, it requires much more drastic circumstances. What I will also tell you is you do not have to do it alone. There are resources out there. And just to uh, give you a few, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, okay, that's 1-800-799-7233. That's one number. The Sexual Abuse Hotline, one 800 656 Four six seven three, and and there are many more locally, depending whether you're uh, whatever state you're in. All right, here in South Florida, we have two one one. Lots of resources. I don't know what it's available in your area, but they're out there. If you feel you can't talk, but perhaps you can text. There's the crisis text line. Right? 741-741-24-7. And like we mentioned for the kids earlier, here in Florida, again, specifically, 1-800-96-ABUSE. And what some people don't realize, that is actually the number for elderly individuals as well who are being abused. All right? 1-800-96-ABUSE. So do not feel like you're stuck. Do not feel like no one recognizes that you're in a difficult situation because 
I know you're you're struggling. If you're struggling, okay, um, there are resources, and we'll put these numbers um, in the show notes so that they're available. Um, if you're one of the other Corona couples where you're doing okay, you know you have a fridge full of food. You don't need to go to the grocery store. Then you got a deep freezer full of food. Um, you got your snacks. You know, you're hunkering down and you're doing well. Good. Good for you. And I don't want you to feel bad because that isn't going to help. Okay? We're not here to guilt you. All right? Because frankly, I'd be guilting myself and that's just, that's not productive. What I will encourage you to do is to reach out. Now, don't sit and think about who do you know is struggling, right? Who's got a boyfriend or a husband or a wife who you just know is no good no don't do that reach out to your friends because there's a good chance that you have people in your neighborhood in your church on your job who are in these situations and you would never know so be a friend be a lifeline help instill some hope what we've been doing here is a lot, a lot, a lot of virtual calls. We've been just getting on with people that we know. We've been texting people that, you know, we either have worked with in the past or former clients or even neighbors. Again, I'm fortunate here in South Florida that I can get out and walk in my neighborhood. I can go for a bike ride. You know, I can go for a jog in the mornings. Um, not everyone can do that. Okay? So if you're one of the more fortunate in this situation, check in on your friends. Just let them know that if they need to talk or text or get on a FaceTime or a Zoom call, if you can, if you can, that you're there for them. And the last thing I'll say is that we're here for you as well. We're here to support you. We're here to encourage you. Um, because this is a temporary situation. This will not last forever. It may be difficult to see it now, but at some point, this will end. I can't tell you when, and I don't want you to wait for things to improve to begin to shift your mindset. Rather, begin to shift your mindset knowing that things will improve. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me this week. I pray for your safety. I pray for your family's safety. And um, I pray that if you know of someone who needs to, um, who needs a hand, a virtual hug, that as much as you're able, you'll be that for that person. As always, I appreciate you guys for sharing. Um, sharing is caring. Um, thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the comments. Um, don't forget, connect with us on Instagram. If that's the way you can reach out, whether it's a DM or an email, do that as well. 
Everything's on the website, mercierwellness.com. Take care of yourselves, guys. Take care of each other. And I will catch you next time on the next episode of The Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard, and we'll catch you on the next episode.